Father, we have come again looking unto your Son, Jesus, whom you have given to us as a perfect example, even to that which you want us to do. Lord, we will please ask you to help us again today, as we have come, O Lord, without any veil. We ask that our heart also will not be veiled, that we can see Jesus. We ask you that whatever that is standing to block Jesus today, let it be brought down on our feet in the name of Jesus. Let Christ Jesus in his fullness, O Lord, manifest himself to us, even by his word, that every one of us will have no doubt that Christ has encountered us. We have not come to hear from man. We have come to hear you expressly speaking to our hearts, showing us the path to take causing us to see Jesus in a manner that we have never known him before. We plead with you for an encounter. Lord, we pray also according to your word. He said as Jesus was teaching, the power of God was present to heal. We ask you today as Jesus begin to teach heal the sick, let the afflicted be set free, let burdens be lifted, let yokes be destroyed. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. We are discussing on practical obedience to God's word. Hallelujah. And last time we discussed extensively why many of the people are not receiving from the Lord again. And the reason why God's word looks as if it's not strong in the eyes of many anymore. But by the grace of God we could be able to see from our study that this is the problem and the body of Christ presently. That when men are no more taking God's word as serious as it's supposed to be, we begin to get out of the power that we are supposed to receive also, even appearing before the Lord. And God is helping us to understand that we need to return back to him as quick as possible so that our life can become what he wants it to be, mostly this dispensation, as we also prepare for the coming of Christ, as we also prepare the church for the coming of Jesus Christ and the people of God, so that their eyes can be focused on the Lord Jesus, mostly this time that we have seen that many are beginning to deceive people. They are beginning to chase another thing that is no more Christ, presenting it to people in the body of Christ that Christ has redeemed with his precious blood. And it's important that we come more closer as disciples of Christ to know him more intimately so that we will not be deceived at a time like this. Isaiah 66 verse 2b said, Who is the man I will look up to? He said, That man is the one that trembled at my word that tremble at my word, that hears his word and he trembles. He runs to do what God asks him to do, knowing that it's not the commandment of man, but it's from the Lord. Hallelujah. It is from the Lord. We start our study again as we look at the book of John chapter 15, verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and this shall be given to you. Presently, there's a lot of burden that men has placed on other men without settling down to know what exactly is the problem. Why is it that we are prayed? Why is it that we are fasted? Why is it that we are being a night vigil? month after month but yet our prayers are not answered 
and yet we are silent we carry the burden about now it has become a problem that we just need to settle down and know lord what is the problem is this not what you said and we know quite well that Christ Jesus is not a liar. Jesus is not a deceiver. Jesus is not saying anything to make you happy. He's telling you the truth. And he's telling me the truth. And we can see the word written very clear. It said, abide in me and I will abide in you. When my words abide in you, you can now ask whatever, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Hallelujah. Are we saying amen? Now, the major word there is to abide. The major word is to do what? To abide. And that's the first word we need to look at very closely. Because once we miss it, we will not receive what we're supposed to receive from the Lord. Who redeemed us? Who wants us to be blessed? Do you know the kind of rigor we pass through in the body of Christ presently? Very soon, many of them will start living. Many people will start living. Even the ones that are still there, they are just there as religious people. They are there because we are Christians. We have to be going to church. We just have to stay there. We have seen that many people that are in the church today, they are not there for the reason why Christ died for them. Many are there because they needed people that will bury them. Many are there because if their child wants to do dedication or they want to do dedication or they want to marry so that they will see people that will come. They are there also because you must belong to a group. But the reason why Christ died for us the reason why Christ raised the body of Christ, they are not concerned about that any longer. It's no more their problem. The kingdom of God is no more the paramount thing that is keeping them there. And that's why you can see, gradually men are moving out of the reason why Christ Jesus died for us. And nobody cares. And nobody wants to know whether they are getting it right or not. So far as we belong to one group or the other, we're okay. And look at certain things that Christ is saying to us. Why are you not relaxing at times and ask yourself question? Jesus said, if I abide in him and his words abide in me, I can ask what I wish. He will give it to me. What is this? So why is it that we can't ask for anything we are getting it? What is the problem? I needed to sit down and ask that question. This is not just religious thing. One need to ask a good question in order to get a good answer. 21 days fast, what did you get out of it? I mean 21 days, you are fasted. 21 days, do you know what it means? We discovered that people like Daniel fasted for 21 days for a whole nation. For a whole nation, 21 days. And God spoke to him and delivered his people. One man fasted 21 days. For one to fast 21 days is not a little thing. But look at Jesus being simple. Please, is there any complication with this? I'm asking the people in this meeting. Is there complication with what we are seeing here? Is there any complication? Did Jesus say you have to add 21 days fast? He only says something. And that is the issue. That is where many people don't want to settle down with him and settle the matter. And what is the matter? Abide in me. Let my word do what? Abide in you. Abide in me. And let my word abide in you. Don't play religion. Abide in me. Now we say, let all discuss what it means to abide. So that we will not get confused. Because if we abide, for sure, he will do what he said he would do for us. He's not a liar. Instead of we playing games, 
we better settle down with the truth as early as possible so that we will not suffer and suffer here at the end of the day we will still meet with the lord and the lord will say to us you just suffered yourself i have redeemed you okay you go to heaven no problem if you still made it with him oh if you still made it with him hallelujah now we look at that we study that first of all the word abide that is the word we are looking at now because that is the major word that jesus said is missing that's why you're not getting it when you abide in me and my words abide in you then you ask you will receive it you can imagine that that we can stay here now and ask god this is what we want and god will give it to us is that not where our joy will be complete he said herein is our father glorified herein is our father glorified our father is not glorified when we come to him and ask and we didn't receive we just walk away like that and he said that some other time he will hear it's not his will it's not his will hallelujah are we saying amen now the word abide we want to look at it so that we can know whether we are abiding and yet we are not receiving we need to look at it from many angles so that we can understand what christ is demanding from us that is the barrier instead of we killing ourselves we settle down for the truth and that sets us free we need to discover whether are we abiding and yet we are not receiving from him as we ought to receive or are we not abiding then we can be able to know whether if it's our fault or his fault you understand what i'm saying and that will help us also to decamp from what the other person is telling us that might be the problem why we are not getting results because if we cannot be able to get this right we will still go back again and keep playing religion and that's one thing jesus hate one thing jesus hate is religion that's why he finished the pharisees the sadducees the scribes and the rulers he don't want to see them because they deceive people they place so much burden on people and them cannot lift even one single hand we are not saying that fasting is not good excellent christ commanded that but much more than that we need to understand that hey listen until we catch the truth we make a lot of mistake a lot of mistake it's important that we can that's why we stay to study to know where we are getting it wrong why it's not working yes to know why it's not working and once we can get it you see things will change you start working and that is what makes christianity sweet you rejoice you can imagine when you pray and the lord hear you instantly won't you rejoice won't you celebrate won't you be confident to tell people to come to my jesus will you have proof but today we see christians that go to evangelism no proof if you ask them have you known this jesus they will say yes but they have no proof to show that they know him what does he know he's going to preach please ask me you should first of all bring him sit him down and make sure that he's abiding the apostles of old that walk with christ these people didn't just jump into what they don't know understand this thing they did not jump into what they don't know the apostles told us that we are telling you about jesus that we know the jesus we touched the jesus we sat with the jesus that sent us out and we went out in his name we cast out demons did you understand what i'm saying we return back and we are rejoicing that's the jesus they were preaching on. it's not the jesus that somebody told them about he just tell them go and preach for our church bring people bring people bring people here it's not the jesus that they preached the jesus they preach is the jesus they were abiding in and him abiding in them the jesus they preach is the jesus that his word was abiding in them that the jesus they preach 
It's not the Jesus that somebody told them about. It's not Jesus they don't have conviction about. And that's one thing God don't want from us. When it comes to discipleship, he wants you to know him intimately. Listen, you must know him. And one of the ways to know him is that we must abide in him. And he will abide in us. And his word will do what? Will abide in us. Go to verse 4 of that scripture. Verse 4 of John 15. Abide in me and I in you. This is where the whole thing started. That is where the issue lies. And that's why we keep hammering on discipleship, discipleship, discipleship. And people are not understanding. Jesus' disciples, he had to bring them and sit them down. Or say, oh God, it's not a matter of preaching. Just be following me. And let me be preaching. No problem. <laughs> but be learning. Because you need to abide if you must be a fruit. So he looked at him, he said, the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. So the issue of abiding is serious. The issue of abiding is serious. It's not a matter you just flip through the Bible and say, abide in me, abide in me, you pass. You need to sit down and ask him, Lord, what does it mean to abide? How will I abide? When can I say I am abiding? So we need to know this. And know it well. If we will not be religious Christians. Hallelujah. Look at verse 5. Because that's where we started this study. So that I give you a better understanding of what we are studying. Verse 5. I am the vine. And you are the branches. Do you see that? He that abided in me. And I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Are we not producing Christians that believe now that without him, they can still do something? The Christians we are raising today are those who believe they can do something without him. So that is why the issue of abiding is not necessary anymore. Since we can still do something without him. So let's just be doing something. Let's just be doing something. Hallelujah. So you can go to a place today. There's a crowd there. And you see there might be 500, 300, 1,000, 2,000. Those things are not what interests the Lord. Honestly. I'm just telling you people the honest truth. Because they try to reduce the standard to accommodate them. You can imagine accommodating people who are not abiding. Are you not killing them? Would they be useful to God? What kind of fruit would they be bearing? Is it Christ's kind of fruit? So is it not better to call them and say, there is no other way Jesus said you cannot bear fruit without me. There is no, brother, there is no other way. If we must get it right, Oga, you must sit down and do what? Abide. And let this word do what? Abide in you. It makes it easy. Nobody comes to deceive you anymore. Nobody comes to tell you 21 days fast, everything will work. No. Because you have known. It's not that thing. What will make it work is what? To abide. Abiding. Abiding. Once you can abide and his word abide, it is settled. So, we begin to look at that word. Say the word abide means to accept and obey a decision, a rule, agreement, etc. Even though you may not agree with it. Even though you may not agree with it. To accept, to obey a decision. To accept and to obey a decision. Now, there are decisions the Lord has made concerning your life. They are all written in the Bible. It's not asking you to suggest. You see this Bible? This Bible is not saying, can you suggest? No. These are decisions that have been settled a long time. 
So God presents it to us for we to accept it. So when we talk about abiding, the first thing you must know is to accept. To accept. To obey a decision. Accepting and obeying a decision that will be made concerning your life. So every day we appear before God, what is God doing? He presents his decision to us. And he's asking you to accept it. Obey it. Because if you accept it and obey it, when you can say you are doing what? Abiding. I can claim I am abiding when God brings his decision to me. Asking me to accept. I say no. I won't accept it. It's not the way we are doing it in our church. <laughs> Lord, I will not accept this thing you are saying. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? It's not the way my father taught me. It's not the way my mother taught me. It's not the way they are doing it in my church. Hallelujah. Is somebody here with me? So the first thing we must look at, how willing have I been all this why I say I'm a child of God to accept and to obey all the decisions of the Lord Jesus Christ to me. All of his decisions to the church. We could hear Apostle Paul talking to us from that book of Corinthians. He said he will not maneuver. He's not playing games. He said he will bring the whole truth out to the open for everybody to see. He will not hide one. Now we ask, those ones that are maneuvering, does it mean that Jesus did not present his word to them? Asking them, accept my own decision. This is my decision concerning this matter. All I'm saying is that you should do what? Obey it. I am not asking you to suggest how we are going to do it. I said, obey. Simple. That is when you can say, I am abiding in him. There's none of all that is older than this Bible. This is God's word. He brings his decision. And he said to us, obey. And he'll be watching us to know whether we'll obey or not. And we'll say, no, Lord. It's not like that. Let me go to my pastor. Go to your pastor. Pastor, this is what I want to do. To know whether you can twist pastor. Or pastor will twist you. <laughs> And eventually they will twist the pastor. Instead of the pastor to still tell them, actually, I am employed by the Lord. And the Lord told me only what I need to do is to tell you his decision. And that his decision is what you should follow so that it can be well with you. But they will say no. It won't work like that. It will never work like that. Are we saying amen? So the first thing we need to know about abiding is that if the Lord has said one thing to us, your willingness to accept it, your willingness to obey it, his decision, his laws, his rules, as he has said it to you, is what shows that actually I am abiding, even when it's not sweet to you, even when it is difficult. That was what we saw in Christ Jesus. Can you remember the death of Christ? Was the death of Christ sweet? Was it his will? Do you remember Christ's word? He said, Father, if this cup can be taken away. At that point, the father was looking at him and said, simply accept. It is my decision concerning you. I have said it even before you came. You will die. You will save these people that way. There is no other way. The cup cannot be taken away. You must die. So what did you understand? He accepted the decision of his father. He obeyed what the father has said concerning him. Not minding the disgrace. Not minding the pains. Not minding the sorrow. Not minding the humiliation. Not minding... What ordinary men, flesh and blood, would do to God? He didn't mind things. All his focus on, let the will of my father be done. 
That is when you can say you are abiding. I cannot claim that I'm abiding when there's a little suffering that I ought to suffer for Christ's sake and I give excuse and away from it. I can't claim I'm abiding. You're not abiding anything. You cannot say you are abiding. Staying with the will of the Father, no matter what is happening. Now, we look at Christ very closely as our perfect example. If you are just brother to, just let's say, even local government chairman, you see how they behave. And behold, this is Jesus. He's here on earth. Ordinary men were slapping him. They spied on him. They tore his clothes into pieces. They were mocking him. Say you say you are God. Ah, this man, a deceiver. Is that not enough provocation for him to say, nah, it's enough. Let me show these people small. Let me just show them small, just small. I'll just show them small. I'll continue going to the cross. I will die you, but let me show them small. So if they just come, Jesus will say, now, I will teach you a small lesson. I will die you. If I finish teaching you the lesson, continue taking me to the cross because it is the will of God for my life. <laughs> it's not now how many of us will be behaving. Jesus will just say, angels, pull all their teeth. Number one. Jesus will say, angels, feast their teeth back. He will fix it back. It's okay, and just cause all of them to be blind. You're blind. Then if you finish, it's okay. I'm just giving you small. Okay, you can take me to the cross. At that time, wouldn't the people run? <laughs> if it's you, would you run? <laughs> would you still be there? Now, would the will of his father still come through? Can he still think that he's abiding? But that is how we behave as Christians today. Is that not how we behave as Christians? That's exactly how we behave as Christians. And yet we claim that we are abiding. Do you know if I now get these people to this room, we are by whatever they ask, I will do it. Remember that scripture? Can you remember the scripture we are talking about? John 15 verse 7. If I get these people there, that every prayer they pray now, I will answer. They will kill everybody. They will kill everybody around them. They will kill all of them. God knows that until a man abides in him and his word abides in the man, he will not know the will of God for his life. The man can never know the will of God for his life. So for Jesus, that God answered all of his prayers because he was abiding in the Father and the word of God abided in him so he knows the will of God for his life. He knows quite well if I will not die, these people will not be saved. If I will not endure all these things, these ones will not be saved. He said it boldly for this purpose. He said the Son of Man came to seek for those who are lost and to save them. So you can imagine the contradiction. When the one that came to save people start killing them. Why? Because the word of God is not abiding in him. But because God's word was abiding, even when Simon Peter took his knife and cut the ear of the man, what did Jesus do? He said, I did not send you. I did not ask you to defend me. Don't stop my purpose from coming through. Yeah? You see, when they carry the ear, miracle. Is he told they carry me? <laughs> Is somebody understanding what we are discussing here? Now, we have seen many Christians, they are not abiding, and his word is not abiding, so they don't know the will of God. They are out of God's will, and they are still saying, Father, ha, why is it that we pray you will not answer? Why is it that we ask you will not receive? Why, why, why? And the Father will say, no, you have not settled down for the thing that matters. If you want to come to that realm that Jesus came, you must do what he did. You must see what Jesus did. You must see that Jesus first allowed himself to abide, allowed the word of God to abide, in order for him to know what is the will of God for his life. 
So when Jesus knew the will of God for his life, he wasn't living for another thing. He became obedient to that particular will of God for his life. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, I'm reading from 5. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Are you getting something here? Who being in the form of God, though it's not robbery, to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Look at 9, wherefore, God also had highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Do we see how he could attain to that height that he could go and see Lazarus after four days that he was buried? Lazarus, come forth. He came forth. They say there's no food. He said, Father, there will be multiplication now. These people won't just go like that. So it's not by lengthy fasting. It's not by lengthy fasting. It's by abiding. It's by letting his word abide. In order for we to know what is the will of God for our life and stop chasing after shadow. Jesus was so focused because he abided in the Father. The word of the Father abided in him. He wasn't pursuing his own aim again. He was pursuing simply the will of the Father for his life. And that was what he lived for and died for it because it was written concerning him that that is how he would die. Are we saying amen? We will know the will of God when we abide. Hallelujah. Just like Christ did. We will not also ask amaze when we abide. So why do men ask amaze? The Bible said, why they don't receive is because they are asking amaze. Why are they asking? Because they don't know the will of God for their life. They don't know the will of God for their life. As a result that God's word is not abiding in them. Abiding in them. When God's word has not taken absolute control of a man's life. Directing even his prayers. Directing his prayers. God's word can direct your prayer. That you forget yourself. When you ask God, even when Christ was teaching them about how to pray the disciples said lord teach us how to pray and jesus was teaching them how to pray you saw christ mentioning the kingdom of god first before their needs jesus tried to focus the attention on the priority of heaven before their personal needs but today our personal needs has consumed us it has consumed us that even when you are praying concerning the kingdom of god they see it as a waste of time when would they start our own needs? What is the cause? They are not abiding in him. And this word is not what? Abiding in them in order to burn off their own needs and present the priority of God. Even in the place of prayer for them. God's priority in the place of prayer. That even when I kneel down, what am I kneeling down for? I am kneeling down to see that the will of God comes to pass. Not to see that I get car, I get house, I get this, I get that. All my children, they will come out of school and become this and become that. No, it's not the priority of God. As a Christian, once you get born again, you are not supposed to be here. You are not supposed to be here. You have a place in heaven. What is supposed to be that as soon as you become born again, God will carry you to heaven. But why did he leave us here? He left us here and Jesus made it clear. He said, occupy till I do what? Till I come. What are you occupying? In Matthew 6, 33, he says, seek ye first the kingdom. Seek ye first my kingdom and my righteousness. Then all these things will be an addition. But please, what are we saying? Is it not opposite? What is the reason? 
The reason is because we are not abiding. We are not abiding. When we abide in him, accepting everything he say, the way he said it, oh, forget it. There is nothing we can ask that he won't give to us. Because he knows that his word is beginning to control this man. He can't misbehave. He can't misbehave. He cannot move away from the plans of God for his life. He can't move away from the plans of God for his life. Hallelujah. Our prayer will be directed when we abide and dominated by God's will. When we begin to abide, you see what dominates us is the will of God. That is what dominates that man. Number four, we seek God's will in prayer, which in turn becomes obedient in God's sight. It becomes obedient in God's sight. I have discovered that any time I need down, the next thing that comes, he say, remember, remember the kingdom. Remember the souls of men that are wasted. Remember there are captives that the wicked has chained. Remember, if such a thing has not started happening to you, it's as a result that you are not abiding. And his word is not abiding in you. When you begin to abide and his word abides in you, what you'll be thinking of is about him and his kingdom. What can please him and his kingdom? Why do men come here and steal money from the members? Because they are no more abiding. What has eaten them up is their needs. They are no more abiding. So they sit back at home and think, how do we maneuver? manipulate these people, play games with them in order to get our needs met. How do we? How do we? That's what has occupied their heart. Our beaten can never be complete until we abide in him and his words abide in us. You can never say you are going to completely obey if his word is not abiding. It's a lie. You cannot. So we must be willing to say, Lord, Anything you have commanded, that will I do. As you say it, the way you say it, I will do with that way. I will not add, I will not subtract. I will not add, I will not do what? Subtract. I will receive your word the way it comes to me. I will obey it the same way. And that is what makes all the difference in the life of a believer. It makes all the difference in the life of every believer. It makes all the difference in the life of every believer. Again, I show you this. Abide again. Abide can also mean comply with. To comply with. Obey. Obey. To abide. Observe. To abide. Obey. Comply with what he said. So even if every other person is saying different thing, what do I do? I comply with what the Lord Jesus said to me. That is when I can say I am abiding in him. Not what my pastor said that Jesus did not say. Whatever any man say that Jesus did not say, I will not comply with it. I will rather comply with the one that the Lord said. That is when I can say I am abiding. So the question is, how often do you comply with what the Lord said? Many people try to comply with what people say and not what the Lord say. Again, to observe. Now, many Christians today, they don't care. So even when the gospel is coming, he cannot observe the word of Christ. He don't know when Christ is speaking and when he's not speaking again so they can't observe they can't observe so they can easily deceive them they can easily cheat them they can easily maneuver them because for them they are not abiding they can't observe this is not what the lord said this is not where the lord is leading me this is not the lord speaking to me now observe so a man who can say, I am abiding, is a man who can observe when the Lord has said and when the Lord did not say. He doesn't say amen to everything. 
He is no respecter of persons. Because he always has up to separate himself. To keep himself away from what the crowd will be doing. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? So if I go to so many places, no matter who you are, even if you are the pastor that invited me, I am very, very observant. Once I sense that what you are doing is out of place, I withdraw myself. I don't waste time because I'm very observant. I'll be watching. Very, very observant. If you are biting, you'll be very observant. You will know when to withdraw. Very observant. Very, very observant. If you are biting in him and his word abides in you, you'll be very observant to know this one is wrong. It's not from Christ. I'll not be part of it. The extent you abide become the extent you'll be observant. The extent you abide will be the extent you'll be observant to know this is wrong. This is Christ. This is not Jesus. I'll not be part of it. Hallelujah. To abide means also to follow. To follow. Follow closely. Follow closely. Close to him. Abiding. So close to Christ. No space. You are not giving him gap. You won't let him give you gap. As he's stepping, you are moving close. He threw one step, you are throwing your own. He threw the second step. You are throwing your own. Abide in him. That's what it means to abide. Very close to him. Close following. If he's moving straight, you are following him there. If he stops, you are stopping with him. Very close. Abide in him. We need to get good results that the people of the world will know that we are serving a living God. That Christ is not dead. He's alive. When I go through scriptures and see what is happening there, I say our own Christianity. What is happening? Why is our own different? And that is what leads us to all this study that we are studying to know what the problem is. I discovered that the men of old, as the apostles, that's what they did. Abiding. Too close. They were following him too close. No gap. No confusion. You are following him too close. Hallelujah. That is abiding. To keep to. Keep to whatever he said. Hold to whatever he said. No matter the pressure. Keep to what Christ said. That's what it means to abide. No matter the pressure. Coming from everywhere. Keeping to what Christ said. Until we understand it this way. Honestly speaking, we are not there. And that is where our problem lies. He said to conform to, hallelujah, conforming to the image of Christ, all you labor for is to conform to the image of Christ. As you look at him every day, you abide in him in order to be like him. Abiding in Christ in order to be like him. Conforming to, to be like Christ Jesus, conforming to, adhere to so to adhere to so no matter what anybody is saying it is only what christ says that i'll do what i'll follow abiding that is what it means to abide adhere to christ and christ alone and christ alone so we must know why i should abide so that i will stop struggling my life need to be better no need of 21 days fast. No. Abiding is better than 21 days fast. Fasting, excellent. Prayer, excellent. But much more than that, abiding in him and his word abiding in you beats everything. Actually, why we are fasting is to help us to abide. Why we pray more is to help us to do what? To abide. Because we saw it in Christ. Christ prayed in order for him to abide and do the will of the Father. Christ fasted in order for him to abide and do the will of the Father. Not fasting for car. Not fasting to finish the house in the village. Not fasting to marry. You don't need it. Not fasting for all these things. You don't need those things 
Fast to abide. Pray to abide. That's what we saw in Christ. Jesus prayed to abide. To do the will of the Father. Jesus fasted in order to do the will of the Father. That's why he came out of the fast. The devil came and saw you bow down. He showed him the beauties of the whole world. So attractive. Can you imagine showing somebody all the diamonds, all the goats, all the things. But none of those things moved Christ. Because for him, he's living to abide. Only to abide. To adhere completely to what the father said to him. This is the purpose of God for my life. So if it's for many of us, even at that temptation, would have fallen off. Would have fallen off. God said to me, three kinds of temptation. We saw it in Christ Jesus. He said, look at us. You will be my disciple in where? In Jerusalem. In Judea. In Samaria. Uttermost part of what? Of the earth. If he didn't get in Jerusalem, wait. He's waiting for you in Judea. If he didn't get in Judea, wait. That's why most ministers, do you know where I caught them? Uttermost part of the earth. When God started sending them out, that's where he catch them. When he showed them the same thing that he showed Christ. Because at that point, the uttermost part of the earth is where he showed them gold. Where he showed them silver. So you see, a small miracle that God will do through them, they will start collecting offering. I was reading a book. They said the man, he need to see what God was using him to do. At a very tender age, using him to do great things, but he omitted discipleship. He did not understand. Kenneth Hagen, of blessed memory, he said, he was there. He said, this man, one miracle like that, somebody they brought, the person was congealed. No part of his body was moving. No part of his body steeped. This man just came, just one laying of hands. The whole thing loosed immediately. They were still talking. Another person, deaf, blind, he prayed. Everybody's eye open. The next thing he said, don't come to this place without $50. If you don't have $50, don't come here. Come and give offering to the Lord. And people are trooping out. They say you need to see that day. Come and see money. They were pouring money, pouring money, pouring money. And before you know, the same man that God was using to heal people, sickness caught him. Sickness caught the man. He said that very day, the whole ministers that God was using to do great wonders, including him, they gathered themselves and said, if this man die, they will mock the gospel of Christ. And say, is it not the same man that has been healing people? How come? And when they gathered themselves to pray, he said he was the one to lead the prayer. As he was about climbing the pulpit, God said, go down, he will die. He said he heard God very clear. God said, go down, he will die. Forget it. I'm pray, he will die. And that was how the man died. At a very tender age, he died and they packed him off. Now, what are we talking about? What is the cause of all these things? Some other person that saw such miracle through his hand might think he's a big man of God. But he don't know he's a child. He's a baby. He has not grown. He has not grown. When we abide in him, that is when we can say we have grown. And his word abide in us, that is when we can say we have grown. And stop chasing all these things that people are chasing. And stop all these games we have seen in the body of Christ today. That is not growing anybody again. And we can't get the major thing that God wants to give to us. They have made a short turn to Najabet. Give, and it shall be given Najabet. So if you are bringing 10,000, say how much will God give me back? The pastor will say, he must multiply it now. It can't be the same thing he gave you. He must multiply it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are we saying amen? Hallelujah. He said, stick to, stick to what he said. That is what it means to abide. Sticking to what he said. So no matter what another person is saying, what Christ said is what I stick to. I must stick to what he said. And that's why it's given a challenge. You can't claim you are abiding without sitting with his word. You can't claim you are abiding without sitting with his word. You can't claim you are abiding. If you are abiding, you must know his word. 
line by line. You must know it. You must sit with it. You must study it. You must make it your food. Even better than your necessary food. Make it compulsory that any day you didn't open the Bible, you will eat. You must make it compulsory. Do you know any day this Bible did not open in my hand? I know that I have lost something. The whole of my body will be telling me you are finishing. You are finishing. Just one day. I'm talking about one day. One day that I have not sit down. Maybe I traveled. And I came back. Because I have told myself, no matter where you travel to. No matter what is happening. Let no day pass without you finishing what you're supposed to read in the Bible. In a day. It is the way to abide. And that is where we miss it. That is where we miss it. Hallelujah. Stand by. So you must stand by him. Standing. Standing by. Abide. Act in accordance with what he said. So to abide means to act in accordance with what Christ is saying to you per time. To abide. It means to act in accordance. I cannot claim I'm abiding and Christ is saying, carry this thing out of this place. I'm saying, no, it's here. Let it be here, Lord. Abide in him. Abide in him. Uphold. To heed. To whatever he has commanded you to do. That is what it means to abide. Pay attention to what he's saying. Agree to him and with him. Consent to him. Accept whatever he is saying. That is what it means to abide. I've seen this is what it takes to make it work. When I abide and his word abide in me, it is over. It is over. You can stand no matter what it is. You can stand now and pray. Short prayer it will happen. You can stand no matter the red sea. God will divide it into two for you. You can stand. They say there is nothing happening. God will make things to happen by force. Because you are abiding in him. And his word is abiding in you. God does not fear the man that abides in him. And his word abides in him. He can give anything to the man. There's nothing he can't give to you. He knows you won't misuse it. He knows you handle it well. Like Jesus handled the power that he gave to him well. You look at Christ how he handled affluence. He handled power. He handled divinity. He handled everything. God wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid. Are we saying amen? What does it mean to abide? Connection. Abiding in Jesus first of all means having a life-giving connection to him. A branch is connected to the vine. Are you understanding? A branch is connected to the what? To the vine. And the vine to the branch. This is a description as union also. We call it union in the body of Christ. Notice that this connection, this union is mutual one. This one is a mutual one. That is when you give your life to Christ. You get connected. You are the branch. You are the branch. That's a connection. When you get yourself connected to Christ, after you've given your life to Christ, you get connected to the vine. So why I'm saying that is that when somebody has not become born again, he is not even there. If somebody has not given his life to Christ, there is no connection at all. At all. So the issue of abiding won't even arise. I don't know whether somebody is understanding. So when somebody has not given his life to Christ, there is no connection. You are still far from the vine. So the issue of abiding will not even arise. It won't even arise. We abide in him and he in us. That's John chapter 15 verse 4. If there is no connection, there is no life and there won't be any fruit. When there is no connection to the vine, no abiding. We can't even talk about that. And that's why we are very, very careful for people not to live in assumption. Living in assumption. Thinking that you are connected to the vine while you are not connected. Or going to church while you have not carefully know the day you consciously get yourself connected to the vine. 
So you must be sure. It's not a thing of religion. It's not a thing of your denomination. You must be sure. Am I connected to the vine? When did I get connected to the vine? Am I born again? Have I given my life to Christ? Don't assume because he goes to church or you go to the other church or you go to the other one. No. Are you sure that you are born again? Have you consciously connected yourself to the vine? That is where the abiding begins. So finish that one. We don't talk about dependency. Abiding again can be called dependency. But abiding also implies dependency. This aspect of abiding, unlike connection, is not reciprocal. The branch is dependent on the vine now. But the vine is not dependent on the branch. So this other one now, after you have given your life to Christ, now the best abiding is to depend wholly on the vine. That's another abiding. Depending completely on the vine. You are dependent for your life, for your food, for your clothes, for your children, for your wife, for everything in life. You depend on the vine. The supply of the vine is what you eat. That's what sustains you. That's what keeps you going. If the vine will not supply, then you remain like that. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? And there is no brand that is fully connected to the vine without the vine supplying. The branch derives its life and power from the vine. Without the vine, the branch is useless, lifeless, powerless. Sap flows from the vine to the branch. Supplying it with water, minerals, nutrients that makes it grow. So absolute dependency. Absolute dependency. Not depending on your strength, what you know, your children, your wife, your mother. That's why many parents have killed their children. You see many children today at the age of 30, they have high blood pressure. Go and check. Check the age now. 30, 35, 32. The children have high blood pressure. Why? The body the parents have placed on them. Instead of them to depend on the vine, and yet they claim they are Christians. Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolute dependence on the vine. What the vine supplies is what I eat. What the vine gives is what sustains me. It's not the children. My eyes is not on any man. On the vine. So we need to know that. That is what it means to abide. Hallelujah. Finally, abiding. Continuance. Abiding also involves continuance. In fact, abiding, Greek word, meno, means to remain, to stay, or continue. Staying with him, continuing with Christ. Continuing with him, staying with him, in Christ alone. Why is it in Christ alone? Ever dependable, ever reliable, inevitable. You can't do without him. You can't do without him. You need him. That's why it's in him alone. In him alone. So you must understand this today. If you don't understand that it's all about abiding. Abide in me. Let my words abide in you. That's all we are discussing here. If we get this, you see how those things you mountain, they are cheap, they will clear. Those things we call trouble, they are no trouble. Those things they engage us into so many troubles, rigors, fasting, prayer. Who told you all those things? Who told you that? So the one that mistakenly just gets nothing, you will feel that he has got it. So what are we saying as we finish? There is no other way abiding so that your life can bear multiple fruit for him. That's what he desires for our life. Ha! That is where we missed it. Look at the apostles of old. They abide. They abide. That's how their life became great. They weren't moving up and down looking for who will prophesy for them. They settled down with Jesus. They do every bit of what he's saying. They refuse to move away from him. They accepted every of his command as final. If Jesus said it's like this, no matter who you are, 
they stand firm. They are very observant to know when you are saying what Christ said and when you are not saying what Christ said so that they can depart. They never join the company of religious people. They stay with Jesus. They stay with Jesus. Ha! Lord help me. I want to stay with you, Jesus. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep Experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our Life Transforming Seminars for all in Sports Circle at Suite E23, C2C Plaza, Pocketty Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry, Instagram at Savior T Sports, Twitter at Savior Total, WhatsApp number 090 Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed. Angel.